0: this week's three Legs, four wheels f1 podcast it's paul here with sean chris lady how are we all feeling after our week off last week when there was no news some news little news no race to
1: preview yeah, it's been a quiet start to the season hasn't it having the the two weekends off in between races it feels i think after last year when all the races were crammed in it feels a bit quiet Yet, yeah, but pacing ourselves
2: Yeah,
0: it kind of kind of feels like the season's actually starting properly now this weekend.
3: Yeah, but I've seen people giving F one, you know, banter, shit. I don't know what you want to call it, but the, uh, you know, oh how dare they have three weeks between the first race and the second race? It's ridiculous. Well, you kind of got to remember that COVID still played a part in this, in that the Chinese Grand Prix got cancelled. Australia Australia
4: didn't happen.
3: Yeah, exactly. Australia's been kicked to the back end of the season, so you know, it's not... F1 are doing the best with what they've got, and to go three weeks from a Middle East race uh, into a European part of the season, um, where they're trying to squeeze 23 races into a year, uh, it doesn't matter to me to be perfectly honest. I'm okay with a three-week break.
4: Yeah,
3: it it doesn't matter to me. I I mean, I want
4: a Grand Prix. I wanted a Grand Prix immediately, but... We had so much racing last year that uh some time between races will be nice. Yeah, agreed.
0: Yeah. I mean we can't we can't do a lot outside at the moment but it's it's good to know that weekends can actually happen where we're not tied to the telly all the time. Purely my opinion. <laughs> um so we have the what is it Emilia Romana
1: Grand Prix. Oh no, it's so much more than oh, that. Is, is what's it, the full name of oh, this one? It's God. it's, oh, yeah, it's, it's got, got, astonishing. Got a long name. Let me find the full name of this race. It will fill half the podcast.
0: That's good, because we'll have all material for this week. First show in a while without a guest as well.
1: Sorry, a cat has just stamped on me while I'm trying to uh look right. into He's the full stamp- name. It's now stamping
0: on another cat behind of you. Of this race. It's in, it's in there somewhere.
1: It There's- is. The issue here is that I cannot spell GP. <laughs> <laughs> Which is uh, somewhat somewhat troubling That's tricky So this is the uh, 2021 Pirelli Gran Premio del Made in Italy e dell'Emilia uh, Romana
2: Bloody hell
1: Yes, so Pirelli, Made in Italy, whatever the fuck that is And um, Emilia Romana
0: Crying out
1: loud <laughs> Right, okay So we've got the, yeah, all, all the words Grand Prix yes. this weekend Imola. I'm
4: going to call it Imola.
1: I am also going to call it Imola. <laughs> and do you know what? I think we all are, aren't we? Um... San
4: Marino.
3: <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, I don't, I, I don't, know, don't know why they haven't brought back the San Marino name, to be honest. Yeah. San
3: Marino government, wasn't it? but Clearly not.
0: Then again, it's, it. then again, it's TV rights, isn't it? That's why we only had one British Grand Prix last year and a uh, 70th anniversary Grand Prix. and Yeah you know, Austria and Styria. It's, it's it's advertising, it's TV rights, it's money. <laughs> um, I'm
4: absolutely not going to miss not going to the same track two weeks
1: on the bounce. Yes.
0: Although, bring back the squoval.
1: Yeah, but that wasn't the same the squir- track. That was Mm-mm. the same, you know, facility, but two different tracks.
0: And under the old days of F1, we'd have probably got the bloody endurance circuit.
1: Ooh.
2: <laughs>
0: nobody wants that to happen we will have a full uh a fuller preview of the uh show but i, th- I guess we've got a cu- couple of weeks worth of news well a week and a bit's worth of news to catch up on because there wasn't a lot last week uh first thing i've got on the list is the chance of a miami grand prix rearing its head again and it's the second of the options that they came up with which is round the hard rock stadium area home of uh, the Miami Dolphins or better known as the um 5 and 7 Miami Dolphins because they usually are at some point of the season. I'll probably get shouted out for that. Won't I?
1: possibly. Yeah. Do we have a lot of Miami fans?
0: I don't know I don't know if they have. <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah, it's going to be around um, around the stadium end of things. Um Lee, you've been you've been looking at this and doesn't look like it's really going to kick
4: off anyway no. is it any anyone that's anyone that's already listened to hot lap knows I'm scared to even talk about this because I referred to it as the fucking Miami Californian Grand Prix. <laughs> I am a fucking idiot. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I, I don't think it's going to happen. You you've got you've already got like a protest group that's looking into challenging it. And do, do we need it? Do we do we need a race there? I know you agree with me, don't you pull at the Indianapolis. Oh, we should just
0: go back there. Go back go back to Indy. That's that's a great circuit. And the and they've made a few little tweaks to it as well. And watching IndyCar racing there. And even alright, I've changed my opinions on this sport a lot over the last twelve months. Even the NASCAR road racing's been quite good. It's a it's a good circuit. And Indy is really the home of American motorsport. Probably going to get shouted out for that as well <laughs> <laughs> i know.
3: don't see a problem having two races in america i really don't it's a growing market uh they do Huge they country, do the u.s
2: well.
3: yeah exactly yeah they do the u.s grand prix extremely well uh, i know circuit of the americas has struggled a little bit financially uh over the last few years but to me it's it's the it's the best tilka uh it's it's the owners that have made it uh such a you know a massive event in the middle of texas you know to well not in the middle of texas slightly south texas but um yeah you know, it's, it's 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 a it's a great race to watch as well the circuit is good the racing's usually pretty good at circuit the americas it's a really good advertisement for formula One in the United states. As I say, I'd quite like to see another race in America. I mean,
0: it, it, I... it used to be a thing because they used to have Watkins Glen and Long Beach in the same season. Yeah,
3: but it, my, my, my slight caveat to that is, can they do it as well as the Texans?
0: Which is why Indy is the ideal, ideal spot for it, because they've got a purpose-built circuit that was designed, you know, the, the road layout was designed for F1. And yeah and it's not the same
3: though is it when it was the last time they raced there
0: no the the made the made some changes but it's still fia a class so yeah. it you know the facil the facilities there the infrastructure's there um it's not a tilkerized street circuit because to be honest if we get the this miami one it's gonna it's gonna be sochi very Sochi possibly in, in florida california
2: <laughs> california florida
0: yeah it's like, like like that dad kennedy song florida Alas. loved that one
4: I, I put i put it down to um a slight lockdown breakdown <laughs> and, and just just the lack of speaking to other people my brain stopped working <laughs>
0: But yeah, if we if we do get that if we do get that race round a stadium, you know, we've 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 already got one like that, and it's not exactly what you'd call a thriller.
3: No, no, no. Because it's, it's 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 the way that you know the the circuit of the Americas is, as I say, it's close to a to a vibrant city, in Austin. You know, it's it's they they make an event of it in the city as well as you know. Around the, the the circuit, it's one of the ones as I've said many times before. I'd really love to go like the week before, you know, soak it all up, and and then you know, be at the race, uh, the race weekend. Um, I think tickets go on sale, don't they, for for this year's race at the end of the month. I saw something. Yeah,
0: just to show I'm um, not going to be allowed to leave the island until September.
2: Yeah,
3: yeah. Well, it's not until later than that, isn't it? November, I think. So we'll see unlikely this year let's be honest but um yeah it's just for for america to put that on twice and to do it as well as they do in austin might be might be, you know you don't want to put on an event that's not as good as that if it's a second event
0: i think i think the main problem with it is if they have the miami grand prix and turn it into a sort of massive party over the whole week then you're going to get some drunken, shirtless, backwards, baseball-hatted college student in the, asleep in the middle of the track when they're trying to do FP1.
3: Spring
1: break! <laughs>
0: <laughs> and you know for a fact that the Support Act every year is going to be bloody Kid Rock.
1: No, Pitbull. Pitbull. Pitbull's always always like floating around. It'll be half time. Uh.
0: It'll, it'll be half time looking like a chauffeur. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, you've got to admit Pitbull looks like a chauffeur.
4: I to be perfectly honest, mate, he could be stood in my room and I'd go, Who are you? and why are you in my house? And why you why are you, why you worldwide? A, why are
0: you wearing a pink <laughs> cap and driving gloves?
4: <laughs> <laughs> lost. Lost on me that. And I'm fucking made up for it.
1: <laughs> you don't know what I, you're I've, missing. Yeah,
4: I've, I've never wanted to not be involved in a joke so much in my life.
1: <laughs> no,
0: just, just just go to who look like chauffeurs.com and there'll be a picture of him.
1: That yep. cannot be a real website.
0: We'll could be. By the, check it out right could, now. Could
1: be by the time this this podcast <laughs> comes out. You know, I can do web
2: design. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Uh, So,
0: vote for and vote against Miami.
1: I think, rather than being for or against Miami, it just has to be a good race. It doesn't matter if it's, you know, the second race in a country or which city it's in, as long as the race is good, and I'm not convinced, for various reasons, that it will be a good race. I'd allow it. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I'd
4: allow it, but I just don't think it's going to happen, so... and the thing is, there's so many other countries that want to jump on the bandwagon of Formula One. You know, it's every every year we seem to hear about another new race somewhere mm. that could possibly happen. Um, I, I don't, it, it just doesn't, it doesn't feel like Miami particularly want to have a race. You know, it's, they're not clamoring for it. And I'm sure there's another country, like somewhere in the uh, Middle East, somewhere with an like a ridiculous bank balance that are quite happy to host one.
1: I think South Africa's the hot rumor as well at the moment. Isn't no, it? they can't. Have it? One. They
0: can't have one. They've improved the human rights record.
1: Oh, I see. Too soon.
4: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because they haven't. <laughs>
0: Again, the show doesn't come out until Tuesday. You never know. Things change quickly. <laughs> Unless you're a patron, of course, then you should get it Monday night if I can be bothered mixing it, which I can. Um, Yeah, I mean, Kyle Armie's now on the verge of getting the um, FIA accreditation because Charlie Whiting visited the circuit just not long before he died and told them what they needed and apparently that's been put in place now. And as soon as travel's allowed again, um, I think they're probably going to get re-rated.
1: Yeah, I think Stefano Domenicali has said it's one of his priorities to make sure there is a race in Africa. That doesn't necessarily mean Kyle Army. There are other countries, but mm. that would be the most obvious choice, you would think.
0: one, the one, have to spend as much on doing Kyle Army up as they would on building something somewhere else.
3: I mean, there's still... T- yeah, no, I think if they are talking about Kyle Army. That's the mm-hmm. one. I mean, I think the last time they raced there was... The opening, the opening round of the '93 season, I think, was the was the last time they raced there.
0: We need Sean. That used, I'm not used to having guests on here. I'm
1: waiting for an expert to come in and say, "Well, actually, it was." <laughs> waiting for someone who knows what's happening <laughs> yeah. to come in and tell us the right answer.
3: Guys who look like chauffeurs is not a website, by the way.
1: <laughs> oh, there's an opportunity. <laughs>
0: You're 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 more on the ball than I am at the minute, Chris. Um,
1: yeah, I mean, there's, there's there. Um, Morocco mean, have had a Formula E, haven't they? Yeah, recently, so they maybe they have the motorsport bug. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, it was a piglet. Well, they have straight since the first season, haven't they? Uh, in Formula E.
3: Yeah, I think so. I think since the first season, Morocco have had a.
1: Ah, I um, thought they'd had a couple. A,
3: a, a season, I think. No, I don't I that, remember them. No I do, I Morocco
0: do seem one. do. Seem to recall Morocco would uh, I remember watching the Moroccan E where it was the first one to have the Mario Kart zone. So that was, yeah, that was well, that was that was definitely a thing. Um obviously Portugal's now back on the calendar and it looks like Porto could well be for the next few years. Um will we ever see a race at Vietnam? I don't
3: think so. I don't want to see a race at Vietnam. I've played the circuit on Formula One 2020. It is the worst race track <laughs> I've ever seen.
4: I'd, I'd agree. I, I've, uh, I I hate that circuit when you when you get to it on the game. It just it just rubs.
3: Yeah,
2: i
0: have not even got that far into the game. i have not. Uh, I'm not even driven it once.
3: Yeah, yeah, know. No, it's, it's third not, or fourth not... race of the season, isn't it?
0: I know. I did. Um... FP1 and FP2 in Australia, and then got bored.
4: <laughs> well, oddly enough, I, I'd go back to that game, mate, because I'm um, I'm pretty far into a championship now, and I went through F2 as well to get into it. And it, 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 she's a good game; she's good career mode.
0: I've been spending too much time on, on iRacing, and I've just got Assetto Corsa and R Factor Two as well, and Automobileista Two. I'm I'm simmed. Synd-
3: I, I have a claim to fame. No, oh. I have a claim to fame when it comes to the Formula One 2020 game. This week was well, last week. I was uh, looking at the F2 2020 cars, um, which they've put on the game, and uh, there was no times set in time trial mode for the wet short Britain circuit. <laughs> <laughs> so I was the first. I was the first person to set a time on the on the Silverstone short in the wet.
2: Right,
4: get um, the wheel hooked up to the PlayStation. To... Let's see what I can do.
2: <laughs> <Yeah>.
4: <laughs> somebody, somebody needed to pick me up that day, didn't they? <laughs> yeah.
2: <laughs> this
1: is what lockdown has become when you're finding sort of bizarre configurations of track and weather just to to top the the timesheets.
2: Yeah.
0: We'll have, to, we'll, have to, think... we'll have to think about doing Formula Lee again at some point.
4: Yeah, we forgot all about it, didn't we?
0: Well there was all there was all the problems with the game last year.
4: Yeah the I, I think they're still they're still there as well, aren't they?
0: So I think we're gonna have to I think yeah, the time trial cheat, so I think we're um, think we're gonna have to abandon it for this version of the game and maybe look at it again next year.
3: Yeah. Hashtag formula Lee yes or hashtag formulally no. Cast your vote now.
4: Fair enough. We'll do that.
3: I, I felt like we were waiting then.
1: Yeah, I, I felt like it was sort of a, a "Who Wants to Be a Millionaire" moment where the audience are all casting their vote, and then we'll we'll see a graph.
0: Yeah, we're not we're not live streaming tonight Cause I can't find I can't find a way of getting the new desk through um, Discord with all the channels because can only have one microphone. So it yeah, it's because
4: things like that are fucking rubbish. I spent hundred and sixty pounds or whatever it is on Streamyard. To find out that you can only use one microphone through it. (laughs) Great.
0: Because everybody wants to listen to a show that's just comprised of one person talking with lots of gaps in between. That's not a show,
1: that's a monologue.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Right, what's next on the list? Albert Park. That has been reconfigured and apparently it's going to knock two and a half seconds off the laptop. Five?
1: Five, was Five is what the official Formula Mm. One website says. Ooh,
3: yeah, there's been some significant changes to the to the um, to the circuit, um, widening of some corners, but the most interesting one for me is the uh, the, the straightening out of of turns. <laughs> I think it's uh, six and seven, and then and then like the getting rid of the chicane before the straight. So straight out of the out of like the first sector, you then you've then got basically the whole of the back of the circuit, which is full <laughs> throttle.
0: Ah, but so, not straight. So I so, see, yeah, they are mm. te- taking the turn 9 and 10 chicane out. Yeah. And it just goes from 8 to 11. And, yeah, 13.
3: But you're pretty much flat as soon as you come out of 6.
2: So I'm a fan. It's gonna be...
3: Yeah, I am. And Daniel Ricciardo, um, obviously being the only Australian driver, um, asked what he thought about it. He thought the uh, the changes were positive and were going to promote some, some, what I think he said, pretty cool racing.
1: Yeah, because it has been a track that has lacked the good sort of on action on track overtaking stuff really the last few years. I think that's the one thing that really always seems to let it Australia has. down a bit.
3: But I think that's a little bit to do with where it's always been placed as the first race of the season.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: Um, t- traditionally, you don't always get a good race at the first race of the season. Um, there's plenty of, you know, retirements. People are still trying new stuff out. Sometimes you do, sometimes you don't um but yeah it's it's not a track that lends itself to a lot of overtaking and putting it at the first race of the season a lot of the time yeah just just feels a little bit like you know double not not even double-edged sword it's getting punched twice in the face
1: (laughs) (laughs) so hopefully this year later in the calendar with these sort of tweaked corners could be a good one
0: yeah, so there's what there's three, four, cor- four, five corners been widened and two removed. Yeah. So I mean, it ad- it actually looks like you can get a good run from turn five, a little bit of a breaking zone into six and seven, and then just gun it all the way around um, round the back uh, round the back straight, well, straight with the curve in it. The the what the bit that I always call the Jacques nerve section because um, that's where his rear wing fell off in the. 99 version.
3: <laughs> oh dear.
0: Yeah, the rear wing didn't just sort of stall. The whole rear wing assembly fell off. Yeah.
1: Well, that's problematic. I remember
3: Michael Schumacher doing that some years when he was driving before he was world champion in the Benetton. He was just driving down the straight and his rear wing came off.
0: Wasn't that David Coulthard? Oh no, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> It was co- Kersal's co- rear well. wing that Schumacher took off in Belgium.
3: <laughs> <laughs> oh, that was in Belgium. Yeah, no, that was. Um, I'm talking like I'm going back early '90s, like '92, possibly '93. Uh, Schumacher just did minding his own business, driving down the straight, and his as as rear wing came off and threw him into the gravel.
0: Gonna have to, gonna um, have to get in touch with Duke Video. I'm gonna have to order some of the um, old season review DVDs. I used to, I used to have them all on VHS back in the day. In fact, probably should get in touch with Duke Video and see if they want to provide some competition prizes. That'd be a good idea.
4: That would do be. Still, do they still do the Formula One stuff?
0: Yeah, they've still they've still got the rights to the season review videos. Wow. Yeah, but a bit of the other Isle of Man F1 connection.
3: Yeah, that's literally it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, don't forget the fact Nigel Mansell used to have Isle of Man Bank on his overalls because they sponsored him.
1: Yeah, but Isle of Man Bank isn't that connected to the Isle of Man anymore. Not
3: now it is, no. (laughs) Back in the 80s
4: it was. Don't forget, uh, Jordan had a plaque here. There was a plaque. (laughs) There's
0: the the departure lounge at the Isle of Man Airport that Mansell opened. There's a plaque to say that.
3: (laughs) He's also still a patron of Ramsey Golf Club as well.
2: Oh.
0: (laughs) (laughs) There you go. You see... All of, all of endless, man, all, endless connections all, man, all, all, all you need for F1 um, right consult the running order
3: <laughs> all you need for F1 you mean <laughs> Nigel Manson
0: <laughs> <laughs> which if you watch the anything, any British coverage of F1 in the 80s and early 90s, yeah that was all you got pretty much uh, Hulk next double, double duty for Hulk and back Because he's now the official Aston Martin reserve driver, as well as the official Mercedes reserve driver.
3: Mercedes and Aston Martin reserve driver, is it?
0: Yeah, I think it's buy a Mercedes Mm -hmm. engine. I didn't know he was with Mercedes as well. Yeah, buy a Mercedes engine, get a free Hulkenberg.
3: So is this because uh, Stoffel and Nick DeVries are doing a full Formula E season and the the mixing of the bubbles and also um, the two full seasons running together, quite often lends itself to not having a driver free. And because after last time they needed a a
4: driver uh, and they didn't get either of them, uh, there's more chance of me getting into a Mercedes than either of them.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I mean, Hulk is the official Mercedes reserve driver, but we all know who's going to be driving a Mercedes if Hamilton or Bottas can't.
3: Yeah.
0: Mm. Um, but as for as for Aston Martin, that there are theories.
1: I mean, he saw a bit of action with them last year in their their previous guys And he's been,
0: you know, he was he was a Force India driver before.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: So he's he's yeah, you know, he he's, he's used to the Silverstone team. But is there really really a question mark hanging over Vettel? Is he going to walk?
4: I think Not there has to be so. No, but there has to be a question mark, doesn't there? We'll we'll know this weekend. we we'll, we'll, I I I think that'll be sorted out pretty quickly whether things are gonna change for him.
0: I mean Helmut Marcos He's... Helmut Marcos said last week he should have taken this year off.
3: I agree with him. Was it a two year deal Vettel signed with him? I believe
0: so I think it is, yeah.
3: Yeah, I would be surprised if he I would be surprised if he didn't see the deal out. Um but I also think that um you know, he he can't continue being broken Ferrari Vettel at Aston Martin. Um he his performance in the first race, okay, he was unlucky, but you do kind of make your own luck, and Seb in a, um, you know, in in an early Ferrari and Red Bull days, would have started at the back of the grid and been fifth by the end of, like, lap three. Mm -hmm. So, you know, (sighs) I I like Seb, I want him to do well with Aston Martin, but come on, like, time is going to run out for him, and we've only had it seems really unfair to say that because we've only had one race this year um yeah it's it's not looking great for him is it
4: no well t- the problem i had was uh it's been the interviews with him he- he's still been broken ferrari vettel in the interviews and I-, I don't i don't know where i don't know where that's fixed then because it, he shouldn't. Even if he hasn't performed well, you'd think just getting out of that Ferrari atmosphere and getting himself into a new team, he would at least be like energised because of that. But he, 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 you can tell when Vettel's not doing well because he comes across as arrogant, and I don't think he is arrogant. You know, but he's very sharp. Uh, doesn't really want to give much away. There's a lot of like screwing of his face up and looking past the interviewer. And it was the same thing. He was just wearing a different colour.
3: Yeah.
0: I mean, even, even at the launch, he wasn't his usual Seb self.
3: No, I I think he was a lot happier at the Aston Martin launch. He was the only human. <laughs>
0: <laughs> that, that's the thing, though. There wasn't, there wasn't a great deal to compare him with, because, I mean, Lawrence Stroll, for all his qualities... Um, isn't media friendly?
1: He, he's not. He's not a sort of presenter. No, you you
0: wouldn't. Um, you wouldn't. He won't, he won't get his own Saturday Night Variety Show. Let's put it. Christ,
1: that way. could you imagine that? <laughs>
0: um, Lance, I think, has a lot of his father's personality there. Um,
1: Lance is a lot less threatening. I, I think Lance comes across
4: as quite a good guy.
0: Comes across as a good guy, but not. Um, he could do with a little bit more media training. Uh,
4: when you've got that much money, you don't need media training. Do you know what I, th- I, thought, I thought was amazing? But
0: when you're an F1 um, driver, unless you're Kimi, you do.
4: But what I, th- I thought was great is, he. if you look at the driver salaries, he's on like 15 million a year. Not only is it, uh, is it not enough that his father buys a Formula 1 team, and gives him a drive, he has to pay him £15 million a year at the same time.
0: <laughs> yeah, apparently he took a massive cut in his pocket money to, t- to sign I that contract. That's probably right. a tax write-off,
1: isn't it, for Lawrence?
4: I, 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 I must admit, I did think, hmm, that seems suspect. That, that,
1: that's some accountancy going on there, I think.
2: <laughs> Again,
0: you don't become that rich without a good accountant. <laughs> who is at least 10% as rich as you, if not yes. more. Um <laughs> But yeah, I mean we, we we saw broken we saw broken Vettel last last time out, and whatever ha- what happens this weekend, is it fair to say determines the rest of Seb's season? You know, if he gets broke if he gets broken for his first two races with a new team.
3: No, I don't think it's 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 that early. Not in a twenty three race season, um, but at the same time, you've got to make the most of a new fresh start. Um. If he was a young driver, you'd say, "Oh fair enough he's he's a young lad. he's just switched teams, but I mean that's the only excuse you can really think of for him is it it's always he's had one race with his new team um
0: Carlos Carlos seemed fairly happy for his uh, his first race in his new team,
3: and so did Daniel Ricardo you know so the, the excuses only only carry you so far." Like I say, I really like Sebastian Vettel, and I think he deserves, you know, another shot at, at success. And I want him to be successful at Aston Martin. But he he's got to start putting Lance Stroll away. He's he's been signed because you could argue that had Aston Martin held on to Perez and Stroll this season, they would have had a better result in Bahrain than what Vettel gave them.
4: See, in some respects, I find the. Uh new driver into a team thing a little bit of a um scapegoat sometimes because let's just say like for shits and giggles hamilton retired last year and mercedes took on max verstappen would we be going oh well he probably can't win this world championship in his first year it is his first year with a new team no you'd expect max verstappen to go in that team and start winning races from the very first time we got in it so yeah. you, someone like Sebastian Vettel, you you expect him to get in the car and at least perform to the to what that car can do, and then essentially push it a bit further up than what it can be. Uh, so yeah, I mean, if he gets outpaced by Stroll, he's fucked, isn't he?
1: It's not a great look for him.
3: No, no, it's not a great look because he, he's essentially like. Lance can hold his own. We know that he did. He's done okay um, in his couple of seasons with 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 Checo Perez. But I mean, Vettel is 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 supposed to be on another level. Vettel's a four-time world champion, the youngest yeah. world champion ever, the only guy to have ever won nine races, nine consecutive races. So, you know, he he knows how to be dominant. And he, at the moment, some years after that period, now can't even get on top of his teammate. Uh, we, I, again, it seems so unfair to say this because we've only had one race this year. But yeah, he he's got. He, we, we can't. The easy way to put it is we can't see Bahrain Vettel for the rest of the season. I've
4: just worked out who Lance Stroll is. He's the spiritual successor to Pedro Diniz.
0: Oh, no, come on, come on. He's a better driver than Diniz was.
4: No, no, he's a, he's fine. He gets the car around the track and he's got loads of money to buy a seat.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and with the money that that family brings into the team, they, they're uh, going
4: to buy
3: former, Damon Hill for a former year. Former world
0: champion, <laughs> yeah. Actually, yeah, yeah. I still think Stroll's a slightly better driver than Denny's was.
3: Just wait for the Hungarian Grand Prix when Vettel leads it somehow. We have no <laughs> idea how Vettel's leading the Hungarian Grand Prix. And then he slows. Then he slows down, and Hamilton passes him on the last lap. <laughs> oh no! Um,
0: oh god, no! I don't. I don't. I don't want nineteen ninety-seven all over again would be inconsolable
3: I, I couldn't handle it classic race though
0: and then that, and then I, that, and then of then of course Villeneuve took the win in 97 and released an album maybe lewis will oh. release his on the back of the win at hungary this year
1: he did put was some that, of
0: his was music that on after instagram that, after that race it wasn't it wasn't after the race i don't think it not think it was all that long after I, I i don't know when private paradise came out and <laughs>
3: I thought that was like a post, not post-Formula 1, but like, I thought it was like post, you know, definitely not going to win more races for your nerve. Hang on a second, I shall, are you
0: Googling?
1: I, f- I am Googling.
4: I, I, feel, I feel this is inconsequential to the world
3: of Formula 1.
1: i I'm, I feel like <laughs> I'm, I'm kind of surprised we don't already know this off the top of our head.
3: But Lee, you quite like Jacques Villeneuve and his. Uh, it was you know, 2007.
1: Not... That was, that's later than I thought. 10
2: 2007. Years later than
1: thought. It sold 233 copies in the entire province of Quebec and about you know, 30 me, outside I'm... Quebec.
4: I'm a, I'm a great admirer of anybody has, who has the ability to boil piss. Hey,
1: <laughs> <that's laughs> you know what?
4: Sorry, go on, continue. Sorry, I, I Lee, I that's what. That's why I feel so bad about how I treated Rosberg all those years. I, I I didn't realize he had the piss boil potential in him.
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> well,
4: he got he got should, your he he got goat enough. I know, but well, no, no. Yes, yeah, that was only when he was. That was only when he was being like snidey. But now, now he's ace. I I, I really like him.
3: If we any, should if relaunch anyone... our campaign for if... the Canadian Grand Prix.
0: Oh, no, 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 no. The Jack Attack.
3: Yeah, yeah. Should We should relaunch we <laughs> Jack Attack.
4: No, let's not. Let's not relaunch that. Yes. Because we'll, no, all our game was, all the game was, was because we're not going to get it to chart. We don't have that reach. So all our game that does doesn't is matter. It's let's funny. make a let's make a rich Canadian slightly richer. That's all <laughs> we're
2: doing. <laughs> and let's, only let's, only let's ever slightly him. rich. That's confusing. <laughs>
3: okay. because no, right. You know what? I'm going on Spotify. Give me a moment. Everybody talk <laughs> talk amongst yourselves. Talk amongst yourselves. I'm I'm doing some research.
0: <laughs> well, I mean the number, the number of people. That can um, make Spotify at the end of every year they send you the send you the thing. You know these these are your most listened to songs of the year and most listened mm-hmm. to artists, and you get your end of year wrap up. And the I number know, of people that the number thing. of people that got say. in touch with us and said that fooling around was their most played song of twenty
3: nineteen. That is
1: their fault, not ours. <laughs> it, it was mine. As well. It was the, it good was good the... thing.
3: <laughs> Jack Villeneuve on on Spotify has one thousand. 372 listeners monthly
1: and they're all from us that's like saying um, what did you
4: do last last year I spent loads of family time it was dead nice and then it turns out you're Joseph Fritzl it's not (laughs) good
0: (laughs) Lee you're outvoted Jack Attack 2021 we've done it once we'll do it again
4: I feel like I've been fritzled. <laughs> Don't
0: say it, baby. <laughs> Shall we talk about George Russell instead, then?
4: Let's.
0: All right. He has replaced Roman Grosjean as the director of the Grand Prix Drivers Association. Uh, although Grosjean is staying on in a safety capacity.
1: Yikes. Well, he's tested all the safety devices on that car, let's be honest. <laughs> yeah.
3: <laughs> Wait a second. This is the same Roman Grosjean who's just driven a, an RV across America to get to a race.
1: Yes.
0: No, it's the same Roman Grosjean that's driven an RV across America to get to a
1: test. Was it Tess?
0: Yeah. Even worse. (laughs) They they haven't even had the first race yet. That's that's this weekend as well. Um, Yeah, so George Russell obviously turned up with his laptop and a PowerPoint and said to the Grand Prix Drivers Association, I should be a director, and here are 37 compelling reasons why, one per slide. That guy has got a very mature head on young shoulders.
3: He has. He's very good in front of the media as well, as we've said before. And um, the aforementioned Sebastian Vettel is the other uh, chairman of the Drivers' Association. And uh, the thinking behind the decision is that George Russell represents the uh, younger generation of drivers that has been coming through in the last few years. And Sebastian Vettel represents the interests of the older drivers that have been around for uh, you know a number of years now. Um, it's hard to believe, really, that Sebastian Vettel has been 15 years since he made his Formula One debut. But it's true. Um, so yeah, he's no longer <laughs> no longer the 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 younger, you know the 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 young driver we we all came to know. But the um, I thought it was interesting that they went for Russell. I but think... then when you think about it, who else were they going to go for to represent the younger the younger group? Lando has like a bit of a reputation as like messing around too much.
0: Um, couldn't couldn't be science because Ferrari don't believe in letting their drivers do anything that that isn't 100% controlled by Ferrari and what I don't, and I don't think the I, and I don't think the rest of the grid wants a um wants a Ferrari driver representing them.
2: Latifi's the
3: well, too Vettel dull. Vettel was Vettel was was still while. when he was Ferrari driver. Mm.
1: I think was Vettel, I think Vettel may have become it while he was with Red Bull and possibly had the ability in his negotiations going to Ferrari to say no, mm. not stepping down. Sorry, like
0: you, like you say, Latifi is just too dull.
1: Too dull. Um, who else is young? Uh, Schumacher and Mazeppin
0: are too not new. You can't, re- you can't really call them Grand Prix drivers when they've only been in one race.
1: Yeah, same for Sonoda. Um,
3: Pierre Gasly, maybe Charles Leclerc. I think you've got to be careful as well, haven't you? Who you pick,
4: you, you want someone that's like got a long term future in the sport mm. as well.
0: That's why that that rules instantly uh, a young Red Bull driver, actually. Yeah.
1: <laughs> mm-hmm. But yeah, I okay, think that's well, a, a vote of confidence in in Russell, really, isn't it? That he's in this role now. I mean, I don't think any of us are particularly worried about his his long term future, but. Yeah, random? I think
3: George is one of the drivers who's going to be around for a while, isn't he? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think so.
0: Yeah, he'll be um, he'll be celebrating his twentieth anniversary in F one round about the time that Kimi celebrates his fortieth,
4: <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> and he'll be there for Alonso's fifth comeback
4: and his sixth world
0: championship. <laughs> <laughs> at two WECs, two F ones. Oh, what the, what the two series is he going to win?
4: I've got to believe got to believe
0: yes Parappa the Rapper you do (laughs) (laughs) Um, right sprint races apparently the deal is very close to being signed for them Um, the teams were wanting more money because obviously it's it's more participation and guarantees that they weren't going to be financially penalised if um, they had to spend more Due to uh, due to damage on the cars under racing conditions, because it's an extra three hundred kilometers, so that's that's effectively one extra race that these sprint races are going to mm. that these sprint races are going to take up. Now, apparently, the final thing more, more
4: more importantly, extra starts as well. It might be one one extra race sort of distance, but it's the starts where you're going to have the like the the coming together, isn't mm. it? Usually,
0: usually is, yeah. Um, So apparently there's going to be an extra around about half million dollars on offer for the teams and other guarantees in true F1 style behind a non-disclosure agreement (laughs) should anyone get the car wrecked on a Saturday lunchtime. Um, Still no word though on engine components because they're now forcing an engine to do an extra, well a a full set of powertrain components to do an extra race. With, yeah, but it's, with uh,
2: everyone's
4: in the starts. same boat though aren't they everyone's in the same boat it's, you know as long as as long as there's something there to cover the finances of it if if some if, if, if people are gonna have to take penalties at some point anyway I mean to be perfectly honest would it not make uh, if if your penalties co- carried into the sprint race would it not be a good idea to do it before the sprint race i, I um, guess i guess
0: it would in some ways but I mean, there's going to there's going to be loopholes in there that you know every team's loophole engineer is going to be able to find.
3: <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, if they're only going to have a, a sporadic number of sprint races, unless they carry it through and you know into a newer uh, newer formula, then um, you might have to wait a long time to get the um, penalty to be installed before a sprint race.
0: Yeah, because it's going to be. Silverstone, Monza, and Interlagos this season. Yeah, the three that they've chosen. With if they work more next year, now is that going to is that going to be all of them? Is it going to be half of them? Is it?
3: I think it has to be all or none. Yeah, I think I think I agree with Lee on that one. Um, you, you can't just have you know you can trial it. Trial basis is fine, but then you can't just say, "Oh well, we don't like the idea of sprint races, so we'll have a traditional Grand Prix weekend." Whereas you know somebody else can be like, "Oh yeah, you can't you can't pick and choose." If it was Formula Lee, for, Formula
4: Lee World, um, I'd have sprint races at every Grand Prix. Even you know even, you know I've always been a proponent for the sprint races. Even Monica. Uh, no, because I would make it a non-championship event.
0: Well, that'd, that'd suit because it, you know every year it becomes less and less of a race.
4: I, I, I think I think Monaco should be scrapped from the calendar. It's it's the it's now not just the worst race in the Formula One calendar. Monaco is the worst motor race in the world. It's the most boring.
1: Is it more boring than the French Grand Prix? Yes, that is bold. Because what?
4: because at least at the French French Grand Prix, yeah, you can't overtake on the cornery bits, but at least there's a chance you can use the DRS there. Monaco isn't even isn't even big enough for the DRS to work.
1: They're building more of it.
4: <laughs> more of Monaco. Yeah,
1: yeah, they're extending out to sea. They're doing like a load of reclaimed land. Oh,
4: well, maybe maybe that's the thing then. Well, let's that could be the Monaco saving grace. My, it's still narrow though isn't it it's still too narrow for for, for formula 1 cars and it it pains me to say because what i do appreciate about monaco is the concentration it must take to to do that race you know it's that's, it, it's an endurance event it's not like a sprint race which is what formula 1 it usually is
3: have you ever tried to do 78 laps of monaco on a playstation without Absolutely touching not. the barriers
4: no, I can't. I can't even do like the twenty-five percent race without touching the barriers. The fucking exactly. The, like the rewind button is so worn out on that controller. By the time I finish that race,
0: it looks like you've been watching Paul.
4: No, that <laughs> slow mo, <laughs> that slow mo pause and zoom.
0: <laughs> I mean, was the calendar worse off last year for not having Monaco
3: on it?
1: Gotta admit, no. didn't miss it.
3: I can't remember thinking, "Oh no, no Monaco."
4: <laughs> Even Monaco looks because people turn around and say about the glamour of Monaco. But to me, when you see Monaco on television now, it doesn't look glamorous. I mean, obviously you've got the big boats there, very cool. Everyone likes a million, uh, a million and upwards, like launch floating around the place. Judge, actual, judging by the, the actual, nu- actual place,
0: judging by the number of, number of pictures of that bloody yacht from uh, from last weekend all over Facebook, yes.
4: I know yeah, it was, that was pretty crazy. I mean, I did I did go for a look look at it, but I didn't feel the need to put a picture on social media about it. Um, <laughs> but yeah, the the actual place itself, there's no glamour there in Monaco now. It looks like it looks like every street in a 1980s porn film. <laughs>
0: Which one?
4: All of them.
0: (laughs) I meant which film, not which street.
4: (laughs) (laughs) All of the films.
0: (laughs) No, it's 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 not the sort of. I mean, I suppose suppose when the Monaco Grand Prix started, it was it was a different era. It was you know it was the fifties and oh it was you know it was French but not French and exotic and. You know, it had a Hollywood star ruling it, and blah 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 blah. And now it's just somewhere for Saudi Arabian businessmen to funnel the cash. You know, other yeah. other Arabian billionaires are available.
4: <laughs> <laughs> it's 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 time it was retired. I'm afraid.
0: I like, I like the idea of it being a non-championship race though but I mean the the big the big thing about Monaco is and um, it's sort of, this is what's happened over the last 10 years is all the deals that are arranged in Monaco business-wise are then uh, signed off in Singapore.
3: Yeah. Yeah, there's a, it's a big business thing as well isn't it when it comes to Formula 1. Oh come to the Monaco Grand Prix. And um Sponsorship deals are done there, and, you know, ex- external business deals are done there, and it's it's important for the economy of Formula One, I think, that, that, that the Monaco Grand Prix takes place. And you do get drama, but what you don't get is racing a lot of the time. I mean, we can remember Charles Leclerc race. Nope. And that was, oh, you yeah.
0: You disappeared then. Oh, you oh,
3: got yeah,
1: after Charles Leclerc, you cut out. Were you going, well, through, were you going through, through the overtake?
3: tunnel? <laughs> no, he went for an overtake and it didn't work. And, you know, that's what happens when you race at Monaco. You crash.
0: Yeah, I mean, it, it might might work well for lower formulas, slightly slower, narrower cars. But other than that, um, yeah, it, it's it's kind of the... Why, why is F1 doing this? I guess we've said we've said this enough over the over the last few years. I mean, are there any great Monaco Grand Prix that instantly spring to mind from the last ten years? we'll say?
3: Last year's one, not last year, the last one that they held there was pretty good with Verstappen hounding Hamilton in the in, in the final few laps. But it wasn't because um, if anybody could make a pass, you know, stick on on Lewis Hamilton in Monaco, you think probably Max Verstappen, but. Uh... It never materialised, oh, and only... I think that's the that's the problem. You get the hounding, you get the you get the excitement, and then especially with this era of Formula One cars, they follow for like three laps, and then like, oh, I'm, I'm too warm. I've got to back off two seconds.
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean the, the only two sort of ma- other major events that spring to mind with me both happened in the pits. The uh, Ricardo pit stop where the tyres weren't ready, and Hamilton pitting. Um, when there was the big safety car snarled up in twenty sixteen,
2: yeah,
3: but that's not racing, is it? It's yeah. it's drama. Like I said, dramatic.
0: The, I didn't say they were racing. That was they. They are the only sort of two main events that spring to mind over the last few years of Monaco. And again, yeah, yeah I guess so. The you know the the racing the racing takes sort of pretty much second place. Um, We'll stick on Mercedes, actually. Uh, James Allison with his upwards move. um, Not going to be travelling to races as much and not being... He was chief technical officer for the team. He's now technical director for Mercedes...
3: All the way around. He's now
0: chief technical officer for uh, Mercedes, the team, and the engine manufacturer. So I think they've given him all of Oxfordshire or something. (laughs)
3: <laughs> yeah, nearly. Um, yeah, it, it's a, it's not a day-to-day job. It's not a, um, you know, he doesn't have to travel to be at the races uh, all the time. Um, a lot of people were, conf- not, not confused, but like sort of like a little bit shocked that it looked like that, that they'd given one of their most important guys, um, you know, uh, a sort of backroom office job. Whereas, if you remember his time at Ferrari, I think he had some family troubles. Did his wife die? Mm -hmm. Yeah.
2: Um,
3: Mm. And uh, so he wanted to spend more time at home with the kids, which is totally understandable. Ferrari then gave him a long period of gardening leave and he joined Mercedes. Maybe it's just that. Um, The timing does seem a little strange, though. Sort of one race in. I think, Lee, you were mentioning that pre-podcast, weren't you?
4: Yeah, it seems odd to me because... If it's obvious that if you've got an underperforming team like Mercedes, and then you go and take your chief designer and and shuffle them around, you know, give them a move sideways or backwards or upwards, whichever whichever way it actually actually ends up being, it's it, it looks like you're you're going to cause speculation. You're going to cause idiots like me to go, well, hang on a second, has he been has he been moved around because he's done a bad job of like making the car? I, it just it doesn't feel on the level to me. It doesn't feel right. I, what it could be is um, they've decided they need some new blood in the team as far as uh, towards development of the 2020 car. They didn't want James Allison in the role he was in. And his job is essentially the same type of thing as what... Um, Ah, uh, red bull did do you remember you know when red bull uh, allowed adrian newey off to go and build boats and do whatever he wanted to do mm. because they just wanted him to sign a long term contract with them because it was it, it was it was worth them paying all the money to him to stop him being with another team this to me makes makes me wonder whether this job was put in place to stop alison going to another team
1: it also means if they lift him slightly out of the specific F1 stuff and more into group stuff, like Mercedes group stuff, then his salary wouldn't count towards the salary cap.
4: That's a good, good, good call. Because I, yeah. I would imagine an Allison comes with a price tag. I,
1: I can't imagine he's cheap.
4: Yeah, he's
0: just designed the last few World Championship winning cars.
1: You'd imagine he's getting paid.
0: Yeah. <laughs> now, if he is...
1: Officially, I think as well, he doesn't take up the new job until July. So I think he, he may still be popping up at races until then. Ah, right.
0: So they can write off some of his salary from the salary cap. <laughs> yes. Yeah, so if, if he's running the engine thing... Well, um, as Mercedes have tried to say for every, every summer break, as long as, um, as long as they've been a team, um, Brixworth is completely separate because that's Mercedes-AMG engine manufacturer it's not part of the racing team therefore we can keep working
3: they, yeah well they are made different factories aren't they so you know. yeah,
0: yeah they, they don't they don't have a summer shutdown because mercedes the formula one team um is the only the de facto works team of mercedes the engine manufacturer oh look they found a loophole
3: <laughs> oh absolutely
0: oh god who does who'd have thought Which I'm pretty sure Red Bull will be following the same one from next year onwards. Oh,
1: Red Bull have already formed Red Bull Powertrains Limited, official company, separate from Red Bull Racing.
3: There you go. (laughs) Well, it's in a separate building, but it's on the campus, isn't it? So mm, they might not get away with that, I don't know.
1: It is a separate legal entity with all the same directors as Red Bull Racing.
0: The problem is, though, Milton Keynes is just one giant campus.
3: Milton Keynes is not the place I would ever want to revisit. Milton <laughs> <laughs> Milton Keynes was
4: odd.
0: Yeah, every, very. Um, yeah, every, every everything's in shopping centres, and we got to see a car crash.
4: I was amazed how many homeless people were there. Well, there's, you I mean, know, like under all the bridges and stuff like that. I mean, that's, that's
0: the thing with it with it being all um, with it being all sort of a grid road system and the. Pavements being below road level and all the underpasses. Uh, yeah, there, there was there was tents under every underpass.
4: Yeah,
2: yeah. It, it had a
4: big Robocop vibe as well. You no know, dystopian future type sci-fi.
2: Yeah,
0: yeah. I mean, remember we got we got funny looks when we tried to cross a road because we weren't going underneath it; we were going on top of it, and there was drivers going past, going pedestrians. What are they?
4: <laughs> yeah, yeah.
0: Yeah, I felt like felt like we should have hired segways to get from the station to the top end of town.
4: <laughs> <laughs> it was quite the walk we had. I, I in hindsight, a segway would have been pretty good.
0: Yeah, yeah. Well, I will admit, I you could have done with transport. <laughs> <laughs> the, the problem was with everything being sort of segmented. There, we weren't in the we were in the taxi rank district. No. <laughs> because all the pubs were in one bit, all the supermarkets were in one bit, all the sort of gen- general shops were in one bit and all the offices were in one bit. And I think they had the taxi ranks separated as well, so they were nowhere near the train station. I think all the ta- I found a
3: 24-hour Tesco's in Milton Keynes that closed at 4 p.m. <laughs> what is this what? Witchcraft? 24 hours but not on
1: Sundays. <laughs> 4 p.m. is not outrageously late for, even, for like a non-24-hour supermarket, even on a Sunday. It's like a 7 Seven
0: Eleven having to print the opening hours on the door. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, there used, to, there used to be used to be a Seven Eleven in Leicester Square in London that closed at midnight. Rebels. Seven Twelve. Yeah. <laughs> uh, should we go back to talking about what was on the uh, what was on the list? I think we've I think we've covered Ooh. everything there. right. Um, the Imola Grand
3: Imola. Prix. Um, not the Imola Grand Prix.
1: Well, not the. It's nine got a th- stupid name. Yeah, Pirelli something or other, made in Italy.
0: What the Emilia Emilia Romana Amelia Romano? Yeah, the first the first of two races in Italy this season. Um, I accidentally called it Monza on Discord last week, and people have been ribbing me about it ever since. <laughs> Um, although it's not as bad to say Miami's in California when you've been I'll just wait for the response on yeah that. <laughs> um, so last year did get a bit parade but there was uh, there was hope for Williams in it um, George Russell was running well until he binned it behind a safety car uh, Latifi finished 11th um, this could this could we see another race that actually shakes things up a little bit outside the expected top four.
3: It'd be nice. It would be. I I, I think I said last year when we had an Emilia Romagna Grand Prix that perhaps Imola, as wonderful a racetrack as it is, is not suited to modern day Formula One cars that can't really follow uh, or um, you know, can't can't follow, can't the, the turbulent air thing. I don't think uh, Imola is fantastic for that. I think that it should stay on the calendar with the new regulations coming in, just to see what the difference is. Because uh, I think you'll see drivers like Daniel Ricciardo, Max Verstappen. Um, <laughs> there must be other Charles Leclerc's one who likes to, you know, lick it and send it into hairpins, etc. Much better than than. You know, as I said before, about Monaco getting close for a few laps, finding out you can't pass under DRS, and then having to back off again, which is what we saw last year.
0: Yeah, I mean, it it should it'll be if it stays on the calendar, it'll be interesting next year with the um, with the new aero regulations, where obviously the cars are meant to be able to follow each other a lot better without uh, without blowing up. Obviously, one thing that happened last year that isn't going to happen this time. We only had the one practice session because it was the two day event last season so it was
3: of course yeah yeah I forgot about that
0: because they'd been, they'd been in Portugal the week before so everything um, you know there was there was nothing on the Friday Every, everything happened Saturday Sunday just with a 90, 90 minute FP and yeah then, the race
3: was on the 1st of November wasn't it because I seem to remember thinking that might not go well but actually the weather was fine
0: so again we're at another circuit that in F1 terms we've been at fairly recently Based on the last calendar, um, it's it's gonna be it's gonna be a tough one to call after um, after Bahrain because we we still don't still don't know who's got the fastest car.
1: We don't. Mercedes, I think, were very dominant there last year, though, weren't they? It seemed um, to be a Mercedes favoured circuit. Yeah,
0: first first and first and second in qualifying, first and second in the race.
3: Even with Bottas with that um, aero... Thing. You know somebody's floor stuck to his floor or something, and it caused him a lot of uh, downforce loss. Um, of course, we we know that the new regs for this year mean downforce loss, and Mercedes were still pretty powerful. Um, although I don't know, Red Bull apparently Max Verstappen had issues in Bahrain, which meant he wasn't as fast as he could have been. And you know, Perez did slice up the field, you know, as you'd expect someone in a Red Bull to do. Um, so who knows who knows how which way it's going to go it's going to be really interesting
0: yeah i mean after after um, 3 weeks since the last race i'm just looking forward to anything happening um, <laughs> are we going to have a go at some predictions
1: oh christ we can um, give it a go yeah we should
0: but <laughs> we haven't got a guest we haven't got a guest predictor this week but i'll um, i'll message somebody and get them to join in i will put i'll put the bar ones up on the website at some point yeah
1: Right, I I I've got some Oh okay go on Lee.
4: Um Verstappen, Hamilton, and Lando. You're
0: gonna go with you're gonna go with Lando in the top three all season, aren't you?
4: Absolutely.
0: (laughs) Um I am going to move my mics in as I'm leaning forward to type. I am gonna go for Hamilton, Verstappen, I reckon Paris.
1: I am going to go for an exact repeat of last year's podium, which I believe was Hamilton, Bottas, Ricardo.
4: No, Max.
1: No, he shat himself in Italy constantly last year and I think it'll give him hoodoo.
0: He had a, I mean, a tyre blowout on him.
1: Did he? Yeah, he didn't finish like any of the three races in Italy last year. I seem to recall.
3: No, he didn't. No. Ah. Hmm.
1: You changing your prediction? I will.
0: Now?
3: No, I'm. not.
1: Yeah. <laughs> oh, I was gonna say who's going next.
0: Uh, you. You're the, you're the last one to go.
3: Oh, am I the last one? I will go. I will go. Hamilton, Verstappen. Bottas.
0: <laughs> the predictable three, just in a just in a change of order. If you want to put your own predictions in, go on to the website at 3 4 go to the game section, and the prediction league is up there. You've got until five minutes before Q1 starts on Saturday to do it. You also get to predict pole, fastest lap, uh, number of DNFs or non-classifieds, and uh, whether it'll be a safety car or not. Have a crack. Have a crack at that. See how you get on.
3: Was that a podcast? Don't I thought hear I
0: heard a weird squeaky
3: no, noise. No, it,
4: it wasn't. I was trying to open the. Uh, I was trying to open Instagram for my for a total shunt, but I accidentally opened TikTok. Uh, oh, right.
0: uh, Michael McIntyre.
4: No, not not now. <laughs> I also, I also got, I got my comedian mixed up. That's where we got, got confused. I'm not talking about Michael McIntyre. I'm talking about the other guy. What's his name?
1: Of all the other comedians?
4: No, like deadpan, like just t- tells like one-liners.
1: Gary Delaney. No. Tim Vine.
4: No, really famous, like really famous, stadium famous.
3: Frankie Boyle. No, stay
4: oh, the There's
3: not one line
0: there. Uh, Stephen uh, Wright,
1: Milton, what's his face?
0: Milton Jones.
3: Uh, carry on. I'm gonna. I'm gonna Google <laughs> British comedians. Why don't you look at your TikTok and see who you're following?
1: That's an idea.
3: Too easy.
1: <laughs>
2: <laughs>
1: yeah, I, was, I, was... I need to know now. This is gonna. be oh. oh, right. He does have that. very similar hair to Michael McIntyre. Yeah.
2: Yeah. I was. I, I was. One
1: wo- one
0: I was wondering That's why a, you were going on about Michael McIntyre being edgy.
4: No, and Michael, and he's also a rubbish stand-up comedian. Whereas Jimmy Carr, as I was saying before, world class.
3: Yeah, Jimmy <laughs> Carr's good. Yeah. Yeah. Jimmy Carr is good. Michael McIntyre, fucking shite. Not good. Yeah. Awful. <laughs> awful.
4: <laughs> Yeah. No, but this was all before we started recording the podcast as well, so no one's got a fucking clue what we're talking about.
1: I think they've probably got <laughs> the gist,
4: which drag
3: it drags it into line with the rest of the podcast. Yeah, <laughs>
1: yeah, pretty pretty much.
3: <laughs> and no one's make got up clue your what own backstory, about, including the people on the podcast.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so Lee, how's the uh, stand-up comedy career going? You know, you're doing all this research into other comedians. <laughs>
4: Oh, it's go, it's go, fucking great! You're the easiest, the easiest thing to do to write, uh, write comedy. The fucking best inspiration you can have to do any of it is to be locked in your house, not able to fucking do anything. <laughs> I, I've never felt so fucking creative.
1: Are you more Jimmy Carr or more Michael McIntyre?
4: Fucking, a more Alan Carr. <laughs> <sighs>
0: Uh, you better shunt something, then. Ah, <laughs> who sent this week's in?
4: I have no idea. There we go. <laughs> this was sent in by Dylan, who sent it to me on Instagram. It's often I forget about the Instagram ones, but I remember today. Um, yeah, I'm ready to go?
3: Yeah. Cool.
4: Uh, I was born Yay. in...
2: 1907. Ooh. Oh, God. Or, Is it the TT?
1: For Paul. <laughs> Sorry? Is it the TT? The TT, yeah.
4: <laughs> <laughs> uh, I was a key developer of the BMW uh, 328. Okay. Right. My racing career originated on motorbikes, winning uh, uh, sorry originated on motorbike bikes, winning eight German motorcycling world championships between uh, 1930 and 1938. So, so I, all I, of them in that period.
1: So I'm guessing <laughs> it was someone German. I suspect it might be a German.
4: Have I could guess, please?
1: Yeah, yeah, I'll
0: bet you would. Um, how are we on pre-war German motorcyclists?
1: Not well, I ideal. Of,
3: yeah, I know there's a, a couple of um, um, motorcyclists who rode at the TT. Mm-hmm. Um, one of which being uh, Carl Gall. So we could go for Carl Gall. Uh, I think he died, actually, crashing over here. Um,
1: this rings up yeah, That is a I, vaguely familiar name. I can not see he's getting this. <laughs> I do believe he, he did at... race under the Nazi flag.
0: Right. Yes, Challenge accepted.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I think he's going to end up furious. <laughs> um, I have. I uh, I have
4: a, uh, I have a best F one qualifying position of thirty first.
1: That's impressive. Jeez.
4: The, the last people to qualify so badly were in a Honda-powered McLaren. <laughs> <laughs>
3: this is
4: true. Right. I remember
3: 60 places. Oh, yes. You didn't give me a
4: guess, did you? Yeah, Carl All right. Oh, okay, sorry, I didn't hear it. I was too busy being hilarious. Um,
0: <laughs> you must have done it with your mic off, then.
4: <laughs> in my, uh, my sole season in Formula One, I finished 58th. In the championship. Christ. I mean, if he finished 58 in the championship, that really makes that 31st qualifier stand out,
1: doesn't it? Yeah, that's, that's pretty solid. That's solid Q2, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
2: it's a mid-grade made position.
0: <laughs> I didn't know Hat had German ancestry.
2: <laughs> um.
0: I made are, you, de- are you the Wilhelms F1 team?
4: <laughs> <laughs> um, I made my debut at the 1953 German Grand Prix. It's a heavy German theme here.
2: Hmm.
3: Very much so. It
4: pre- Hank, what? It proved to be my only race in Formula One. I'm guessing, I qua- I'm, gu- I'm guessing I qualified 31st. <laughs>
3: i finished that year's championship in 58 <laughs> I, would, I would love a guess.
1: I'm not. I'm not inspired.
0: Um. No, I mean my knowledge of F one one hit wonders goes about as far as Stefan Sarazan or Marcus
1: Winkelhock.
4: Oh, this would have been a good stat man one.
1: Mm, he, oh, he'd have he'd have got it probably three clues back.
4: Yeah. I mean, have you, do you, is there a guess is, at all?
0: Uh, Marcus Winklehock, Sr. Sr.
4: Right. <laughs> Grandpappy Winklehoff. Right. <laughs> um, in 1956, I died of a brain tumour.
0: Well, that's a nice happy clue mm. to start this next set on.
1: Well, um, it's not how they generally on. died in that era, so fire
0: he only did one race so yeah. he, he obviously didn't have the fire installed
3: but the, what was that first clue again I won eight uh, German Mo world
4: championships between nineteen thirty 1930 and nineteen thirty eight
3: was was there something after that about being being something about the b m w three to eight yes i was key about the three to eight I'm pretty sure that wasn't developed until the 70s. I'm
1: i I'm, I'm reading them out. I think it was sort I, of key no, in the development of, wasn't it? It wasn't actually designed. Yeah, designed a tyre,
4: built the first wheel. <laughs>
1: um,
4: where am I? I was one of the original founders of the car company Veritas. Veritas.
3: Okay. Right.
4: Veritas means truth, doesn't it? I think.
0: Yeah, which was ironic because Robert Kilroy Silk
3: set up a political party called that.
2: <laughs>
3: After being kicked out of UKIP. <laughs> um and
4: and oddly enough, for that se- for that section of television, they managed to find somebody even more hateable to fill it in your man. It was quite something.
0: What Trisha?
4: No, <laughs> it was that was swapped out for your uh, shouty man, wasn't it?
0: Oh, Jeremy Kyle.
4: Yeah, like they they really outdid themselves there on the fucking cunt catalogue. <laughs> um, in uh, in my only F one race, I finished thirty fourth, uh, being the first to retire. Can't I? Can't help think. That we're taking some of the other clues and changing them slightly because that yeah, doesn't feel bit. like it's helped you at all uh number 10 i hold the record for the shortest f1 career lasting only two meters as my fuel pump failed at the start oh
1: this i know oh, this no and I, can't I can't remember the guy's remember name, the name. So, ooh, presu- ooh, I'm excited. So presumably, if he was 58th in the championship, that was because he only did the one race, and there were 58 total drivers in the year, but only 34 in the race he took part in.
0: Yes, you would have thought my, so. Yes. My
4: surname, I'll, I'll give you one that might help. My surname sounds like some, somewhere you might keep your Christmas tree.
0: Wolfgang Top of the Wardrobe?
3: No. I assume we're looking no, at like a loft, loft. or an attic. It's clearly loft yeah. yeah, loft or attic, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, yeah. And uh,
4: I like the fact that by say by saying Christmas tree I'm also keeping it dead German as well. <laughs> yeah, you, know, you might get yeah, you loft if I was to pronounce it wrong.
3: I might say. Yeah, I don't know, to be honest. I'm not. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna. Yeah, I know. I know, the, I know the
1: tale of chap who barely got off the line, but yeah. I cannot remember his name. I'm guessing it's Luft. From...
3: I might say, I might, if
4: if I spoke hard, I might say I'm just going to go up on my Luft, Hans Luft, <laughs>
3: Ernest, Ernest Luft.
4: Yeah
3: we were well beaten on that
4: one
0: totally and utterly uh, was that...
4: uh he was he was also famous for his biscuits was H- he the now Luftwaffe. oh christ
2: <laughs> that... <laughs>
4: i just need to hang around people in person more. that's all <laughs> it's, it's just it's gone on too long now <laughs>
0: Oh, we'll be out this time next week. The promise in us. Um, thank you for that. Was it Dylan, you said, that sent that one in? It
3: was Dylan. Thank you very much, mate. Yeah. We were well beaten on that one.
0: Totally and utterly destroyed. Um, how do you send a total shunt in?
4: If you would like to send me a total shunt, you can send it to me on Twitter, at a total shunt in a personal message, or on Instagram, at a total shunt in a personal message. And I need you to do it and ping them at me, because... They're, they're getting all mixed up. I should really start a separate thing for them, like a separate social media account to send them to. Because if only your
3: actual stuff. handle wasn't at a total shunt.
4: Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs>
3: you could set up another yes. one at a total shunt shunt. <laughs>
0: <laughs> could do. Uh, could you do. can also send them to me for the backup list for shows where um lee's gone stir crazy uh threelegs4wheels at gmail.com and that's the general email address to get in touch with uh, get in touch with the show as well also get us on the side
4: in general in general i do need more shunts now since the since the new year starts so to get to get them in quicker get them sent into to my accounts
0: i've got four left so we're okay we're okay for now on the emergency ones just don't have 5 weeks off
4: I don't intend to
0: (laughs) You can also get us on the usual socials, places, uh, Twitter and Instagram and Facebook all at 3legs4wheels and individually on Twitter we are
1: at Sean Cowper
0: at Flood21 and at Pablo100 If you want to get the show a little little earlier than normal and um, get some extra stuff when life returns to a bit more of normality uh and support us at the same time you can sign up on patreon from one dollar one pound or one euro a month and you just go to patreon.com slash three legs four wheels sign up there you will get the show earlier on a monday night or monday afternoon if um if you're the other side of the pond and uh i think that's, that's probably about it isn't it
3: i think, I think so I think, yeah I think so. Emilia-Romagna Man- Grand Prix. Looking forward to it, but not a lot to say about it just yet.
0: Not at the moment. It's been an odd start to the season with the break. Um, we'll be all, we'll be on Discord all over the weekend if you uh, if you want to chat. We'll be uh, be on text chat during the race and uh, might might do something with voice chat later on during the weekend. Also, um, I've not plugged this enough. apparently. If you're into iRacing, uh, we've got a league going. Drop us a line, and I can send you all the details on how to get involved with that. We race every Sunday night at 8 o'clock UK time. A variety of cars, variety of circuits. And every other week, we do a Skip Barber F2000 race. A uh, lot of fun. It's a great crowd. And we're even doing some endurance events coming up soon. So if you, want, if you want to get involved, give us a message. And just before we go, actually, I just want to give a shout-out to long-time listener uh, John O' Mills, who has signed up for a full season of GT Sport Racing, designed some liveries and he's got three legs, four wheels as his main sponsor on the car. Oh, ace! So you can follow him, uh, John O' GT, on Instagram and um, see how he gets on during this season in the uh, in the three legs, four wheels mobile. That'll be uh, that'll be yeah. a good good one, one to watch out following. for right I think that's it we're done Uh, done for now Uh, we'll be back next week with hopefully a review of a damn good race I hope so fingers crossed stay safe and we'll see you soon Bye 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 bye
2: bye